Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of the Neoliberal Round. There is a lot happening in the world today as it relates to the Russian invasion in Ukraine. I'm here playing a video from the Ukrainian uh, government and they had submitted it. Uh, They submitted it today. Uh, It says the world is united with Ukraine. And you can find the video on my YouTube from Istanbul, Istanbul, Turkey, London, New York City, USA, um, Paris, France, Rome, Italy, Berlin, Germany. People are demonstrating and gathering Washington, D.C. in the U.S. Vilnius, Lithuania. Colombo, Sri Lanka, Seoul, South Korea, Athens, Greece. People are gathering Sao Sao Paulo, Brazil, St. Petersburg. People are saying no to war, no to war. This is coming from Russia here. Russia, people in St. Petersburg are also chanting no to war. And so... This morning, I, I did not intend to have another episode until tomorrow, but I had to, uh, to deliver a broadcast to you today. Just so you know, I got up this morning to the sounds of this. This is actually a small town in Ukraine. Um, let me see if I could uh, bring that up for you. The translation here. The translation says... If I could find that for you. Still trying to find this video. But this is a shooting that actually happened in a Ukrainian town. And I'm trying to find the name of the town where there is a video of uh, someone who was killed. And you can hear in the background the a barrage of shooting or firing coming from um, a barrage of, of, of gunshots coming from the from that Russia so there is what the video the, it's on YouTube and you can Ronaldo McKenzie you can go on my YouTube videos and it's there so it is Russia invading a city there are a group of civilians and the Russians actually fired killing one of the civilians one of the civilians actually died and um <coughs> excuse me i'm trying to bring this up for you here we go so this what we're listening to right now is a region in luhansk region it's novopskov in luhansk region where russian soldiers shoot at civilians in fact one was hit and killed one was, I mean, I'm, I, we cannot confirm that, that he was killed. 
but that's what is happening. But this video that shows people all over the world, in major cities all over the world, people are gathering in streets and in cities, people are demonstrating, even in Russia, demonstrating and calling for justice, calling that this, calling for the end of this war. But after watching this video, I asked the question, is the world really united with Ukraine? And I say, it's a lie. I write that it's a lie. The world is not united with Ukraine against Russia. Only in words and in media blitz. But the help Ukraine needs is not coming. Protect or close Ukraine's airspace and stop and stop all Russian imports and businesses. Can we stand with them like that? The cities, people all over the world. Can we stand up with Russia? Sorry, I, I apologize. Can we stand against Russia with the people of Ukraine? Can we stand up and tell our governments, tell all our leaders? Can we tell them that we want them to protect Ukrainian airspace? Okay, can we tell, can we, can, can, can we as world citizens rally behind Ukrainians by demanding through protest that our governments act on our behalf of the innocent victims who are losing their lives? Both Ukrainians and young Russian soldiers who are 18 to 20 years old. Now, you know, we did it in the past where we closed our eyes to apartheid in South Africa and allowed heinous crimes against blacks there. You know, we closed our eyes, the world, on Chechnya and allowed genocides. Okay? The world came together with its United Nations and Security Council after World War I and II. For what? To take taxpayers' money? To wear nice suits and look good on TV? Talking diplomacy? When one of your members is carrying out atrocities on a weaker people? Bullying them like Hitler did? We have not learned from our mistakes, people. Putin can only invade and destroy Ukraine because we are not really united against terror and racism and discrimination and terrorism, it seems. We are too reactive. He went into Crimea and saw that nothing happened. He went into Chechnya and saw that nothing happened. Okay? He tried his hand at Georgia and saw that nothing happened. He flew his plane. Okay? towards American uh, bases and, plane, uh, um, and planes and ships not so long ago and nothing happened all we got was lip service and let me just tell the world leaders in the west who are saying that they cannot acquiesce to, 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 to President Zelensky's request to protect the airspace by either closing it or sending ships and airplanes and so on to, to protect them. They're saying it's a, it's, I'm, I'm, telling, I'm saying it's not a delicate situation to stop Russia. It's beyond diplomacy. It's delicate, okay, at this point. It's, it's beyond lip service at this point. It's delicate and catastrophic for the Ukrainians. Yet the West is still trying to be diplomatic with Putin and allowing him to get away. Yet again, with crimes against humanity. 
the international community and systems the West and world have developed is clearly not working. They are, it's are clearly not working. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm appealing to, all, to everyone who's listening to me on, the, on this podcast. Okay? And if you have, have an ability to share it with your friends and family and your sphere of influence, tell your leaders to stop all Russian imports and protect Ukrainian airspace. Tell your leaders to stop. Okay, I know I am watching this video and I'm seeing people brandishing, brandishing, brandishing um, uh, uh, placards that say no war, stop war. I'm telling you, it's not about lip service at this point. Writing placards and, and blowing up in the air is not going to help stopping the war. Okay, what we need now, we need real action because... First of all, the sanctions are not working because what has happened, and I, uh, and I said that yesterday in my LinkedIn, in my LinkedIn uh, commentary, the neoliberal commentary, which I, I hope I have a chance to share that with you, that sanctions have been slow and sanctions are delayed. In fact, let me bring up that story for you right now. I also actually tweeted, I tweeted a version of this of 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 I, I I I took to the airways this morning because I was very I was very upset. I was not happy at all about what's happening in my about what's happening. Okay, there's several things happening. By the way, uh, reports coming in this morning is that um, the enemy fired missiles at houses in in uh, Bila, Servka, Serk, Serkva, and they are victims of Com. And um and we and I pub and I tweeted images of this um, on my Twitter page, Ronaldo McKenzie. Uh, and also on LinkedIn, there's news coming in that in that area in in, in Bila Servka, Serkva, come in the morning. Bila Servka or Serkva, you know this is Ukrainian. The enemy attacked the private sector from the air, said the head of the Kiev Regional State Administration, Olens Oleksi Kuleva. Now the rocket damaged at least 15 private homes where the elderly and children were 15 it is known about it is known about two about uh, we are, we know about two there are about two wounded the number of victims the number of victims it's not very it's not specified but at least 15 private homes where elderly and children were the rocket damaged uh, a, a missile i'm talking about ro- a missile rocket Police at SES are helping people on, on, on the spot and residents of damaged homes are being relocated, we're hearing. That's coming in. And there are other images that I have, I shared for you on my Twitter page, Ronaldo McKenzie. There's, um, and I, again, 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 if the world is united with Ukraine against Russia, against Russia, we believe that actions speak louder than words. It is a lie. It is a lie that the world is united with, with, with Ukraine. Okay? Action speaks louder than word. And we said stop Russia now. No more imports and protect Ukraine's airspace. I'm going to constantly... I'm going to constantly talk about that. That we need to tell our leaders that. The world is united with Ukraine against Russia. But are we united in words and ideology? But not in action? Are we really going to let Putin win this war? I mean, are we really, guys, 
gonna let Putin win this war. Now, yesterday, yesterday I submitted a story, and I'm gonna play that, and I'm gonna share that story story with you in the uh, neoliberal, in the the neoliberal commentary on my LinkedIn newsletter page, and I'm gonna bring that up for you. If I could find it, here we are. That's that one here. Give me just a second. Here we go. Articles. It's the latest publication. It's my latest publication in the neoliberal commentary. It's called What's Happening in the Russia-Ukraine War? What's Happening in the Russia-Russian-Ukraine War? And uh, you can listen and you can, you can watch that. You can actually read that on my LinkedIn page. And I begin, began that commentary by, by sharing a YouTube video, which I will share with you, that I it's on my YouTube channel. the war coming in ukraine's video message to ukrainians russia and the world which was delivered in uh in ukrainian and then trans and translated the translation in english is that we can do it do it we can do it we are so we will defend our land it's day 11 and the russians continue to advance into ukraine towards kiev and have occupied some cities. However, the Ukrainians continue to fight and protest, even under occupation in some areas. Thousands of fighters overseas have joined the fight, and reports are that 66,000 soldiers from abroad have arrived in Ukraine to join Ukrainians' fight against Russia. In fact, Ukrainian officials have created a website where foreigners can sign up to join the fight. It is https colon forward slash forward slash fight for Ukraine UA dot org. Sorry, I apologize and I need to correct this in the article that I submitted. It's not fight for Ukraine UA dot org, but it's fight for UA dot org. So far, 10,000 Russian soldiers, many of whom are between the ages of 18 to 20 have been killed as Ukrainians continue to fight. And here's a roundup of the news regarding the Russian-Ukraine war that we have listed for you below with a recent breaking news that just came in as we're about to publish this newsletter. But before I share that breaking news that I got from President Zelensky's desk last night concerning the promised shelling on civilian areas, by Russia today, uh, I also want to share with you some information coming in, some, some reports 
as where we are in terms of losses. So we, so we know that Ukraine, the Ukrainians are fighting back. And so far, they, they have losses, the losses of Russian occupation forces in Ukraine. And they have listed it for us. Data are being updated and the calculation is complicated by the high intensity of hostilities. But as of, as of March 3rd at 6 p.m., 10,000 10, personnel were killed. Russian personnel. 39, they have lost 39 aircrafts, 40 helicopter, helicopters, 269 tanks, 60 tanks, uh, three UAV OTR, two ships and boats, 945 armored combat vehicles, 105 artillery systems, 50 PC-3B, 409 units of automotive equipment, and 19 means of air defense. So that's news coming in as of March 3rd. Sorry. I apologize. As of March 3rd, yes, at 6, at 6 o'clock, um, a couple of days ago, and uh, our news are still coming in. As we get reports of the losses, we will report them to you. Not only that, there is uh, reports that's, that the Ukrainian government is sending to the, civil, to the civilians and those who are fighting against Russia. Those who are underground fighting against Russia, they submitted uh, the Ministry of Internal Affairs of Ukraine submitted uh, a guide to Ukrainians and to those who are fighting against Russia on the ground as to how to behave in terms of unbreak- when unbreaking or breaking ammunition and unbreaker ammunition, how to behave when you are set, when you're dealing with unbreaker ammunition. One, visually make sure you have an explosive situation. Again, the Ministry, the Ministry of Internal Affairs of Ukraine is saying, has, has, has released instructions to Ukrainians and those fighting on the ground as it relates to how to behave in terms when faced with an unbreaker ammunition situation. One, visually make sure you have an explosive situation. Two, mark the place as dangerous three leave the place do not return to the place tell others to keep away four take a photo report the details of the website www.ukraine-cat-uxo.com and and list of possible ammunition on the site the list of the the list of and they also provided a list of possible ammunition on the site at www.ukraine-cat-uxo.com/t-ua so that's again the ministry of the ministry of internal affairs of ukraine and I'm, I'm sharing these reports with you so that you can have a sense as to what is going on it's the 21st century when we had World War I, World War II, and some of the aggressions in the world, we don't see what's happening. We don't know. But in the 21st century with social media, you get up-to-the-minute news. It's, diff- it's not easy to hide okay, things. It's easy to, exp- to expose 
So, yesterday evening, at around, late in the evening, around 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock, the, the, President Zelensky submitted a report. President Zelensky submitted a, a breaking news report yesterday, which I will actually play for you real, just a minute of it. President Zelensky yes, uh, just yesterday made a report. It says Zelensky reports that Russia announced more shelling. Let's hear this report. Let's bring it from the beginning. According to the video, he said, Today is Forgiveness Sunday, a day when we always apologize to each other, to all people, to God. But today, it seems, many have not mentioned this day at all. Have not mentioned the obligatory words, forgive me. And the obligatory answer, God forgives and I forgive. These words seem to have lost their meaning today. At least in part, after everything we went through, we will not forgive the destroyed houses. We will not forgive the missiles that our defense shot down over Okmadit today. And more than 500, and more than five, sorry, let me repeat that. We will not forgive the missile that our air defense shot down over Okmadit today. And more than 500 such other such missiles that hit our land all over Ukraine, hit our people and children. We will not forgive the shouting of unarmed people, destruction of our infrastructure. We will not forgive. Hundreds and hundreds of victims suffering, thousands of thousands, and God will not forgive. Not today, not tomorrow, never. And instead of forgiveness, there will be a day of judgment. I'm sure of it. It seems everything Russian servicemen have already done is still not enough for them. Not enough ruined destiny, mutilated lives. They want to kill even more. Tomorrow, Russia has officially announced the shelling of our territory, our enterprises, defenses, defense complex. Most were built decades ago by the Soviet government, built in cities. And now, they are in the middle of an ordinary urban environment. Thousands of people work there. Hundreds of thousands live nearby. This is murder, deliberate murder, and I have no, I have not heard a reaction from any world leader today. I'm going to repeat what he says. He says, according to the to the president, he has not heard from any world leader today, from any world leader, from any Western politician, reaction to this announcement. 
Think about the sense of impunity of the invaders. They announced their planned atrocities. They announced it. Why? Because there is no reaction. Because there is silence. Not a word. As if Western leaders have dissolved tonight. For this day. I hope that at least tomorrow you will notice it. And that's news coming in from... Uh, and that's, that's coming in from... That was yesterday night. Yesterday night from, from President Zelensky. Who reports that Russia... Or he also reported that Russia fired eight missiles which has destroyed the airport at Venetia. And he's calling for the closure of the airspace in the region so as to avert this humanitarian catastrophe. And I also have a video of him, of that breaking news regarding the airport at... Uh, he, says, he says, I have just heard that the airport at Venetia has been fired at by Russians. Firing, there was, so there were on the mis missile strike at Venetia airport. He says eight missiles against our city, against our peaceful Venetia, which has never posed a threat to Russia. In any way, a brutal, cynical missile strike has completely destroyed the airport. Uh, completely destroyed the airport. He also says, He says that they continue total destruction of our infrastructure, our life built by us, our parents, and grandparents, generations of Ukrainians. We repeat every day, close the sky over Ukraine. Every single time the president over the past couple of days that we've heard President Zelensky, Zelensky speaking and giving updated reports from his telegram and so on feeds, he the constant and repeated refrain and cry from President Zelensky and the Ukrainian people is close the sky over Ukraine. Close it. For all Russian missiles. Russian combat aircraft. Close it for Russian combat aircraft. For all these terrorists. Make a humanitarian air zone. Humanitarian air zone. Again, make. You know, as I said earlier, just at the beginning of my podcast, I played a video showing that the world is united. People is everywhere in, in major cities in the world demonstrating, protesting against Russia and against Putin and against the war. Standing, okay, people are signing up, people from abroad going to join the fight. But the, our leaders, the leaders, the politicians, the governments, the people who can make decisions, okay, that can put a dent in this war, they are sitting down drinking champagne. 
We have the United Nations and the Security Council. Again, I'm going to repeat that. That we developed to respond to issues like this. But what has happened? They are still doing lip service. But here is this man of action, President Zelensky. He said, the, 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 you will save hundreds of countless of lives. You will avert a humanitarian crisis and a catastrophe if we close the airspace over Ukraine. You will, okay, close it to the Russian combatants. Close it. But up to now, President Biden and the United Nations have, and the Western countries with such authority or with such ability have not done so. Why? President Putin, President Putin levied a threat against the West and any country, okay, and any country that 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 does such that that levies such uh, 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 sanctions or 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 embargoes or or close the, the the airspace he says that's tantamount to a war excuse me you are already having a war why sh- and i'm going to review some more things in my report i mean, i am very passionate today about the news i'm very passionate about what's going on and i'm going to tell you why i'm passionate the world has a tendency of close, closing its eyes to the injustices of the world. That's why we have racism today. Because we put, we, the world play pretense. We, okay, the world is slow to act. Slow to respond. Look what black people in South Africa endured years of apartheid. When countries could have done so. Okay, and guess what? Western civilized democratic countries continue to do business with South Africa. Look what happened in Chechnya. Chechnya. Look what happened in Georgia. Look what happened. So look what is happening in the world. We black people endured years of slavery. Years of slavery. In this very civilized Christian world. Christian world. Or, or religious world we say we live in. Okay. A world of love we say. And we bear the name of Jesus on the cross. But, okay, Jesus, he came for the weak. Yes? He came for those who are dying and suffering. And we say we are a Christian country. Okay? And the West, the Western world, we say that we are a Christian world, the Western civilization. But we allow the slavery to occur. We, okay? Because we, because the Bible, of course, talks about slavery. The Bible talks about slavery. And slave and slaves must be acquiescent and complicit. So we say, oh, well, the Bible talks about slavery, so we should do that. But, you know, but as I said to you, the hegemony of faith, when you look at privilege and position, even in terms of how principles and society is set up and those things we appeal to, that we find normative, that we get instructions from, that is also set up to maintain a status quo and to carry on privilege and position in the world. But... Look what has happened. The world has, is still not acquiescing. But let us continue with, with, with what uh, President Zelensky is saying. He says, we are a people, innocent people, okay? Who? Who? Let me repeat. Let me let me play that again. Terroristes, zrobić humanitarną powietrzną zonę bez rakiet, bez aliabomb. My ludy. 
We are, we are people, and it is your humanitarian duty to protect us, protect people. It is, we are a people, and it is your humanitarian, you know, it's an ethical responsibility. The issue of ethics, we have a moral responsibility, okay, based on our ethical value to recognize that when people are in danger, we protect them. We do what is necessary to keep people out of arms way. That is the highest ethic that we can, that we can subscribe to. And a head, an ethic that says, if like Tory, there's a story about Tory. When you, when you, when you study ethical dilemmas, when you study ethical dilemmas, okay, where you are, you find yourself in a place where damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Yes, damned if you do, you, you're caught between a rock and a hard place. How do you make decisions based on ethical and moral values? Well, this is what, this is what, this is what we have. The West, this is what we have philosophized. We have said that those principles, the highest ethical order, the highest moral responsibility that we have is to protect someone's life. Protect someone's life. Protect someone, someone who is a person. Okay? So are Ukrainians persons? Yes, they are persons. So do they not require our protection? Yes. How can we protect them? There's a story that I read many years ago about to, to, in, in about Tory Ted, Ted Boone in World War One or Two, they were looking for they were looking for for Jews who were being housed by by uh, by um, Germans, and what and they came up on a house where Tory Ted Boone was hiding in some but hidden by some Germans. And so the Nazis went up to the Germans, to, to, the, to the German family and said, hey, do you have any, any Jews here? Of course, thou shalt not lie. But guess what? This person had, did whatever it took, did whatever it took to protect the life of this Jew. Because this Jew is not just a Jew. The Jew is a person. The Jew is a person. And that person... Required a and so this so yes, the the German was a German, but he was also a person. Okay, and the German said to the Nazi German, "No, we don't have a Jew here." And guess what? That speared Tory Ted Boone's life many years ago. Let me ask you the question. Aren't Ukrainians people whose lives are being threatened? Are we, is the West and President Biden and the other Western nations, are there, is the world willing to go, to do what it takes to preserve and save somebody? So what, what are the Ukrainians asking for? They're asking for one, that we stop all Russian imports, that we stop doing business with Russia, everyone, so it will hurt them. Secondly, that we protect Ukrainian airspace, the Ukrainians, by protecting their airspace, either by closing it off or using ships and so on. That, that is very important, and that will help to turn the tide of the war and to preserve some of the ca catastrophes that we're hearing this morning. 
hearing about today and throughout the and and this week. I I I had submitted an article in my blog in my blogger news ronaldocmckenzie.blogspot.com I have said that the president is calling for the closure of the airspace in the region so as to avert this humanitarian catastrophe. But what is, what is ominous is the inability or slow actions of the United Nations, the US and the West to respond and implement strategies and decisions necessary to avert any any more human losses and end the war. The strategies needed are those that will isolate Putin, as many Russians are already against the war and are fleeing to, 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 to Finland. We have discussed the delay and slow response from the West in coming to the aid of Ukraine. And up to now, certain decisions needed to stop the Russians are still not made as diplomats wait for a complete Putin takeover. Why is that? The problem is that the world, despite Russian aggressions, has been in bed with Russia. And recently, Russia has been making strategic moves to augment and extend these ties and connections. From oil companies to application software and communication platforms, Google, oil and gas, etc. The world continues to to depend on Russia to supply or satisfy this need, which has come back to haunt them. The world leaders would seem weak and myopic, allowing Russia with its past history of aggression to position itself in the world so that we would be so slow to respond to the city of of another independent democratic country being bullied by a superpower, Russia, on the Security Council, and is part of the United Nations. I'm going to repeat that again. The world leaders would seem weak and myopic, allowing Russia, with its past history of aggression, to position itself in the world so that we would be so slow to respond to the cry of another independent democratic country being bullied by a superpower on the Security Council and part of the United Nations. Moreover, the Republicans have a point. The Republicans have a point when they blamed President Biden's administration for allowing the destabilizing effects of the war where our policy to halt drilling, to halt or to stop drilling and to import oil from Russia and or to allow Russia to be a dominant exporter of oil in the world since the U.S. is no longer interested in producing oil as the U.S. slowly turns to alternative energy using wind turbines and gasoline-less sources. But the decision to slow down drilling was too nasty, was too hasty, sorry. The decision to slow down drilling was too hasty and did not take into account a situation like this, where Russia continues its aggressions without stronger sanctions and responses from the West, given our new dependence on Russian oil, which would suggest 
that the administration lacks vision or proper judgment and decision-making skills. Russia's track record, Russia's track record over the past several years while Putin has been in power has suggested that he is not someone that the West or democratic leaders in the world should be doing business with. Nevertheless, we continue to do business with Putin. We continue to do business with Putin and Russia. But in retrospect, the world has always closed its eyes to many injustices in the world. In retrospect, the world has always closed its eyes to many injustices of the past. Again, I repeat here, slavery, racism, apartheid, sexism, ethnic violations and ethnic tensions and genocide, to name a few. We have allowed several atrocities to occur in the world, so it is not surprising or alarming the slow pace at which the world has responded to Putin's constant intimidations and aggressions and threats. Moreover, President Zelensky reports that Russia has announced that tomorrow there will be shelling Ukraine. And when I said I'm, this is this is a, a, a newsletter article I did late last night, and I mentioned it earlier at the at the pref, at the preamble or the beginning of this uh, of this broadcast or this episode. But that was what was reported and they will be shelling ukraine particularly on business enterprises and military and defense facilities located in urban areas near where thousands of ukrainians continue to live he stated that there hasn't been any effective response from the west except to apply delayed sanctions that are not working when they can do more such as implanting or implementing a no-fly zone however the west has not acquiesced to this and seem to be weak and afraid of Putin's threats that any decision, any decision to implement a no-fly fly zone is tantamount to a declaration of war by any country against Russia. The West has complied with, Putin's, with Putin, fearing his threats, and hasn't applied or indicated that they will implement a no-fly zone for the areas needed. Second, yesterday, or the day before yesterday, President Zelensky of Ukraine submitted an update regarding the war. And in the main points, he says he calls for a no-fly zone again and in the region and stated that 74% of Americans support the no-fly zone. Yet we have not approved the request. And I'm telling you now, it's more than that as of today. We have not approved the request, a decision that will help significantly Ukraine's advantage in the war. Secondly, the armed forces of Ukraine hold all areas of defense, but that as of yesterday. Russia continue to advance. Russia continues to advance. And just so you know, um, I think I might have spoken about this in a previous episode, so I won't I won't raise this issue again too much, but um, I had an issue with Blogger News and I had announced that Blogspot was blocking, blocking bloggers from, from, from reporting and blogging about the news because suddenly my pro account was affected and after 
some back and forth it was it was fixed and i tweeted about it and make it into a public issue they worked on it and 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 now i'm able to 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 blog again and you can check out my blog at uh, uh, ronaldocmckenzie.blogspot.com. But the developer, Vadim N. Petrov, who is a developer, is a Russian developer, reported that uh, Blogger or blog, Blogger or Blogspot.com is an, a Google company, an American company, that is developed by Ukrainian. The platform applications is developed by Ukrainians and Russians. But of course, if you go on the app and click on Blogger or Blogspot, the information that you will get is nothing about that is an American company. It suggests that Blogger is a Russian company. Nothing more, nothing less. Okay? And there's more news coming in as well. I understand that... Um, lots of... New, lots of... Lots of... Lots happening all over the world today. But we understand that uh, Luke Oil... Luke Oil is also going to be feeling the pinch. Um, Russian oil giant Luke Oil is calling for Russia or Putin to end the war. This is worrisome for Russia as Luke Oil is their second biggest company, which generated $78 billion last year. It, it's also troubling for Luke Oil, whose revenues come from their outlet in the US, which is a major gas company and is currently one of the cheaper gasolines. But the war is turning many people away from Russia. And so we, uh, and it's affecting their bottom line. So they are calling for the end. And there are many other people calling for the end. Now, thousands of Russians are also fleeing to Finland and other neighbors in the region stemming from the war. And Russians, as I said today, today are, are also, also protesting against the war. Now, if you guys are, again, I'm going to repeat, if you guys are interested, if anyone listening to this, broad, to this broadcast or this episode, if, you're an, if you are a soldier and you can fight and you can go to Ukraine, and you can sign up to fight for Ukraine. Here is the website. Fight for Ukraine. Fight for UA dot O-R-G. Fight for UA dot O-R-G. Well, thank you so much, guys. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. That we understand that the longer the war drags on, it it tilts towards Ukrainians' favor. And away from Putin. But, uh, and so Putin is becoming unhinged to the point of lunacy. Using rockets and missiles. Because he must save face. He must save face. And, um, and so he's doing... And so at this point, we're not, there's no telling what he can do. But we want the, the leaders of the West to develop some spine. And to put a dent into this thing. Russia alone is taking on the world, it seems. Russia, this Putin seems so defiant. He's taking on the world and the world seems so soft and weak. But it is our prayer, it is our prayer that people around the world who believe in divine intervention and people of faith would pray that The war will end. But what? Well, not just that the war will end. But pray that Western leaders will develop backbone and spine. That's our prayer. A specific prayer that right now, that today, they will, they will, that Western leaders will stop Russian imports all over the world. 
and you can do it and it will it will start with each of us do your own research find out what are some of the goods and some of the products some of the services that you utilize that come from russia we already know luke oil is one of them okay we already know that some of the google platforms and that's another problem and that's and by the way i said to you earlier that google has sorry russia has been trying to extend it's 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 control and it's dominance in the, by 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 forcing other companies to come to Russia to set up application software companies and many Russians are and oligarchs are have business ties in the west so you know you understand some of the problems but we pray that Russia sorry that that, that we sorry we we hope that each of us will find out what are some of the what are some of the ways we here in America or wherever you are wherever you are in the world can actually put a dent on russian advances by stop buying russian goods once you stop buying russian goods and using russian products there is more pressure on your governments okay to import because why would businesses and government want to want to import or utilize or make available those products if it seems now that there is no there's no market for it there, if if customers are boycotting let us start by let us boycott every russian goods services businesses everything that's the first thing two and we are praying and that's how we pray not only do we pray and ask god for things to happen but you also act upon it okay what can i do what can i do to help in my community in my neighborhood to stop this war okay and so so the prayer is lord god help me to fight to to know what things i can do and one of the things that i would give me the power to be able to not utilize russian goods and services that's the first thing the second thing we're praying is that 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 the western leaders would develop some spine and some power and do the job that they are created to do as the united nations okay and to close and the security council to close the airspace close the ukrainian airspace and to also send drones and jets and okay and crafts to defend that airspace against russian missiles that is what we are praying the third thing that we are hoping for is that Putin is be- will become isolated and that all of Russia rise up against him. We are praying that the Ukrainians will get all the necessary artillery and equipment that they need to fight off the Russians. But Russia right now has invaded many cit- many cities. They are there right now in Ukraine in some cities. Some cities are still putting up fierce defenses. and they're still and even in in the face of occupation you sorry ukrainians and i and i uh, i might have made a freudian slip saying russia and ukraine i apologize if i but ukrainians ukrainians are fighting are fighting the enemy in on the ground even in the face of occupation okay and i said some time ago if cuba can do it then Ukraine can. But I said, but you know, Cuba never had to 
Cuba never had to, to, to face what Ukraine is, is facing right now. Okay? What Ukraine is facing, superpower and rockets and the threat of nuclear weapons, if they don't acquiesce. And if the world comes to their aid in a deliberative way, in a deliberate and intentional way, Putin has threatened war against the world and any country. Are we going to stand idly by and let his threat and let him walk over this country on the whims of some threats? One country that's part of the United Nations that's supposed to be promoting peace in the world. So when you hear me write and you when you hear other persons when you hear people talk about conspiracy theorists when you hear when you hear people talk when you hear people talking about covid and that covid is a lie and it's fake and then on CNN recently they wrote somebody wrote submitted an article toward to me saying um, when will conspiracy theory ends when will because when will people stop speaking about conspiracy but you know it will not end because the world is so complex the world is strategic how the world is set up okay to promote the few over the many okay the how the world is set up how the world strategically does things and what's going on in russia the fact that the world leaders are so in bed with each other and there are this the delay tactics and so on there is no way conspiracy theorists okay and the, the fact of the matter is if millions of people are going to die from covid and we are and, you, and we are succumbed to masking mandates and requirements and social distancing ourselves and getting foreign foreign substance being put in our body that they call vaccines why is it that these people whose lives are also threatened can't bring us to a point where we do things that's uncomfortable because it was uncomfortable to wear mask, masks. It was uncomfortable to socially distance ourselves. And it was highly uncomfortable to, to get uh, 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 vaccinated. Yet, yet, look what's going on in Ukraine. Are we going to... Uh, people, people, lives are at stake. But they're not doing this, the thing that they did with uh, what, they, that, what they did when disaster is imminent. Case in point, COVID. But this particular disaster or atrocity happening in the world, how is it that it's not leading us to do the uncomfortable things? To go out of our way. So I hope that we will be able to do the uncomfortable thing. It begins with each of us. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I actually have a new episode of, uh, sorry, a new, a new article this week. This uh, in, the, in my LinkedIn newsletter, The Neoliberal Commentary. So you can check that out, The Neoliberal Commentary on LinkedIn. I have a new article out for this week it's long it's it's substance it's it is substantive and some of what i have talked about here i have also 
mentioned, discuss that on my uh, LinkedIn commentary. You can also follow my blog spot. Subscribe to my blog, to my blog at renaldocmckenzie.blogspot.com. And also continue to uh, check out my book, Neoliberalism, Globalization, Income Inequality, Poverty and Resistance. We have a book signing on March 26th, possibly at the Germantown Espresso Bar, right on Marplewood Street, right at the corner there, right on Marplewood Street. On sh- and uh, it's on Shelton. It's on Shelton or you can enter from Marplewood Street. But Germantown Espresso Bar, it opens at 7 a.m. and uh, closes at 2 p.m. Or on weekends, it's at 8 to 3 but we will be there. Check us out. And if you need copies of the book, send me an email, renaldocmckenzie at gmail.com. Or you can go on my eBay page, R-E-N-M-C-K-E-9-0. Or you can check, or you can get copies of the book, either in paperback or hardcover, or in Kindle or the Nook from Barnes & Noble and Amazon. It's also available in audio via the Audible. At, um, via the Audible. And, um, and continue to to follow me here to access sorry continue to access or to connect with me on academia.edu where i with all my where i present some of my papers essays articles so on and so forth i am looking forward to continuing this journey with you send me some uh comments and feedback as to how we can improve this but um, thank you for listening, listening to my soliloquy and, um, or monologue. And um, future episodes, we will have guests coming and other persons speaking with us on issues in the news. Continue to follow me on Twitter, Ronaldo McKenzie. And or you can follow me on Twitter, Ronaldo McKenzie. Or on Facebook, Ronaldo.McKenzie. Or on LinkedIn, Reverend Ronaldo C. McKenzie. Thank you so much and have a great day. Until then, walk good.